hi and welcome to the podcast why are you sober i'm sam the host the sober addict and i'm as always i'm so glad you're here why are you sober it is a space uh it is a podcast where sober addicts can come on to share their stories uh about their addiction where it where it led them how they got sober why they are still sober today and hopefully just spread some experience strength and hope out there for everybody if you are a sober addict and would like to come on the podcast, I would love to have you. You can get in touch with me on my website, which is whyareyousober.org, and my email is sam at whyareyousober.org. And if you are just somebody who's looking for help, needs some resources, uh, you know, uh, you can also get in touch with me. If you have questions or anything, please reach out. I would love to chat with you. Uh, you guys can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter at whyareyousober. Um, so, yeah. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm actually um, recording this, the opening on Ash Wednesday. Um, So I hope everyone's doing well and uh, looking forward to this Lenten season. Um, So today, I am so excited about uh, this podcast. I got introduced to this wonderful woman named Katie. Uh, She is a part of the community here uh, that I'm a part of in North Carolina. And... uh, her story of sobriety is quite unique, but really beautiful. And so I'm really excited about sharing it today. So uh, I'm just going to get right to it. So let's just go with the serenity prayer. Good and gracious friend, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Are you sober? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming. I'm really excited about this. I am happy to be here. You can call me Katie. Okay, Katie. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, Katie, what is your addiction? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol? Yeah. Is that your primary addiction? Yes. Ever go any farther than that, or has that been oh. the primary? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol's the primary one, yeah. though. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, everywhere. Yeah. And how did that begin? Ooh. Probably in high school, just like okay. doing normal high school things. Yeah. Maybe what I considered normal high school things. I grew up here in Boone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not much to do sometimes. And yeah. Just drinking. That's probably when it, when I started drinking or over drinking. And it was never like from that moment, it was never like, ooh, I'm going to have a beer. It was always like full out. So yeah, yeah. From that moment forward, it was never like a red flag for me though. Yeah, like even in high school and maybe early college, I never felt like I was abnormal in that. Yeah, which is weird looking back on it. Yeah, yeah. you you always felt like okay, well everyone's doing it. Yeah, so it so, sounds good. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah, so it started around high school for you. Yeah. So what was growing up like for you? Um, I'm awesome. Okay, I had a great fam- family. Yeah, uh, great group of friends. Yeah, yeah. I can't complain. Um, yeah, it did well in school. Yeah. All that good stuff. So why did you start drinking? Was it just fun? Yeah, it okay. was just fun. A lot of my friends were doing it. So yeah. I was like, sure, I'll start drinking. Addiction does run in my family. Okay. So like, I think when I was like mulling over this, I was thinking about how I think that's it, that I'm just an addict. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that was my addiction and that's what started it. And I tell my kids now, I'm like, hey, you got to watch out for anything that makes you feel really, really good that isn't yeah. normal life. Yeah. It could become a big, big problem for you. Yeah. Because we got this on both sides coming in. So um, I just try to 
let them know, even though they're younger. I guess Stella's like 17. Yeah. So not as young as I imagine her. But. Yeah. So so tell me about college then. How did that go? With um, so with drinking in college, it just escalated. I think that with any addict or any kind of like drinking problem, it just gets more and more out of control. It was a good way for me to like escape mm-hmm. any stress. And then, you know, after um, any bad day or any good day, you know, mm-hmm. I'd have an excuse to drink. And then when I... I'm transferred from UNCG to UNC Asheville. And when I transferred to UNC Asheville, I love my roommates, Mm -hmm. but they did not go to college and they worked at bars. So (laughs) it was a bad combination for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of escalated from that. So were you just still socially drinking or were you drinking just because you wanted to, or were you now drinking for like specific purposes, like to numb things or... So honestly, in college, I still felt like it was very social, but uh, my two roommates definitely drank like every night. Yeah. So like we were drinking plenty. Regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Every night. But it still felt like it was normal because I was around people. And I think that happens when you're drinking or not drinking. Yeah. You all of a sudden have this group of people that does kind of the same thing that you do. And so you feel like it's totally normal to do that. Oh, yeah. It's a Thursday. Yeah. Why not? Thirsty Thursday. Let's go out. And we're in our 20s. Yeah. This is what we do. This is what we're supposed to do. Okay. And yeah, yeah. maybe not every 20 year old does that. Yeah. So you weren't, you weren't, you were really just kind of like on the mindset of this. I'm just enjoying this. This is cool. You weren't really using it to like cope with anything or like that you were like not dealing with or. So, yes. Okay. I do have post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And I do see a therapist for it. Mm-hmm. And um, it happened in, something happened in high school. Okay. And that, in hindsight, okay. was probably what I was doing, was just trying to like smother out yeah. what had happened. And so you weren't dealing with the trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that just like escalated, which makes sense. And then yeah. now that I'm sober and that I've, you know... Um, been in therapy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel better about that. I don't feel like the need to just pretend like it's not there. Yeah. My therapist always says it's like a, uh, like you can pretend like trauma's not there and then you like close the door and you can like duct tape it and put plastic all over it, but it still seeps. The light out. is still seeping out of you there. Can, it's still coming. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, more, most likely what led to my over drinking okay. in late high school and, and then, college. Like that's what. Uh, precipitated it. Yeah. 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 Prior to that, I was drinking, but it wasn't like, it was like, yeah, every now and again. And again, I have that genetic disposition. Yeah. 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 And so, so you go through college. Did you graduate like on time regularly? Like, did you take a, like, did you take as, as some people like to say, uh, um, the scenic route? Um, So uh, I was on track to graduate and then uh, everything came crashing down because I wasn't dealing with trauma. Mm -hmm. And I like decided that, I don't know why people do this, but like decided that I was failing everything and went and talked to my professors and was like, I'm just going to quit. I just need to take time off. And uh, I went and talked to my professors and they're like, you're not failing my class. Like, we're not going to let you quit. Like I went yeah. to UNC is a great school because it's small mm-hmm. and they knew me and they were like, no, we're going to, this is, 
when did I graduate college? 2005. So like this was back. They were like, we'll email you and you can take time, yeah. but you need to give us stuff and we'll, we'll help you pass the classes. You're not going to, you're not going to drop out. Oh, wow. Which was okay. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing that I had those professors. Like, I love them so much for doing that. Come to find out, like, uh, we'll say like three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant oh with, my yeah, with my first child. So, and she, she was life-changing. Okay. It was obviously, yeah. um, which was, which was great. But that's so, yes, I took the scenic route. Mm-hmm because of that it was it's funny because i was when i tell people i'm like oh and then i had stella so i mm-hmm. took a semester off but really i was going to take a semester off anyway anyway and i really didn't take a semester off i just ended up doing like what now we would call like virtual learning yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah then, and then um graduated maybe a semester late okay wow yeah, with uh with a one-year-old which was awesome but you were feeling like you needed to take a break oh yeah 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 I, I had a very similar experience in cot like and it was uh, after my junior year and I was just like I need I need a break I can't do this and I actually deferred but I just didn't tell my parents I deferred yeah. and yeah so I mean I caused a whole mess in that but and then I ended up just going back and finishing but I really like there's a point where I was like I needed a break and yeah. it wasn't given to me and I, I don't know you know I can go off and think about all the trauma that that caused but yeah. like you know yeah. So yeah. that's really fascinating to me that you're having a very similar experience. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was around right around that time. I think it was like I was two semesters out from graduating. Yeah. And I was just like, I need a break. I remember calling my dad and being like, I think I'm going to take next semester off. And he was like, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. You yeah. might never go back. Yep. And that's everything my parents were saying. Yep. Say, yeah. Like, and I was you're just not like, going to go back. And I was like, yeah, I will. I, just, yeah. I will. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know if I want to do this. Yeah. What if I don't like, what if I don't like what I'm doing? Yeah. So, I, so you graduate college. Yeah. And now, now, now where does, where does life take you and where, where does your addiction go? <laughs> um, so I graduate and I have, um, Stella uh-huh. and she, the day that I graduated college was the day that she turned a year old which was really cool. Yeah. And um, I was super proud of myself. And I ended up moving back to Boone because I'd fallen in love. And um, uh, just I wanted to be in Boone. My parents were in Boone. And um, it was good. I moved back in with my parents while I was getting everything settled and trying to find a job and all of that. And drinking-wise, like escalating because it wasn't, social anymore right mm-hmm. like it wasn't mm-hmm. like i was not i was a mom now right yeah. i was not going out and partying yeah but i was still drinking yeah like which is super shameful for me right like and these days we hear a lot about guilt and shame and like that's a definite cycle that would get me oh yeah going on and so fast forwarding um a little my kids are four and five years apart so the drinking just like escalated throughout motherhood and Mm -hmm. my career and just, it would, it almost became like maybe after I never drank when I was pregnant, but after having my second kid, um, it just, it was a way for me to have an off switch, Mm -hmm. right? I would get home from my job. I would do the mom thing. And then I would just be like, I am no longer available. Except I wouldn't say that. I would drink 
and and that was my off switch. Yeah. And one of the one of the things there's still a lot of time before I actually stopped drinking, but one yeah. of the things that got me to stop drinking was um or that helped me to think about it was um this saying that was like, why do you need an off switch for your life? Mm. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I don't. I, I love my life. I have great, I have a great husband. I have great kids. Like, I mean, like, yes, there have been things that I have not liked in periods of time that I have not liked in my life. But yeah. honestly, um, I, I, that was one of the things that I read that I was like, oh my goodness. So after having Stella and moving back to Boone, I started realizing that I probably had a problem. Okay. Right? Yeah. And like there would be periods of time that I would quit. And yeah. I don't know if this is similar to your story or not, but there'd be yeah. periods of times where I'd quit and I would just be like, I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I can yep. quit for two weeks. Yep. People who are alcoholics can't, can't, do that. can't do that. Yeah. I don't need to have a drink. And so time just like went on like that for a while. And then even to the point where after I got married, prior to having my second kid, maybe after having Cole, um, I was, I would talk to Owen, my husband, and say, hey, if you notice that I'm drinking too much, will you give me like a nudge? Will you help me like, you know, if, yeah. hey, you know, you've had too much, let's go. And yeah. like, that's a lot to put on a relationship anyway, in hindsight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, asking someone to be your police. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not, like, not a good, not healthy. Not a good thing. <laughs> not a good thing. But yeah, and so there would just be times where I would like stop and then I would get pregnant and then I wouldn't drink for nine months. And I'd be like, look, look okay. at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an alcoholic Yeah, because I didn't drink for nine months. So I'll go back to drinking. And each time I went back, and I don't know if you had similar experiences, each time I went back to drinking, it started right off where it left off. Oh, absolutely. Like, yep. It wasn't like I could start back easy. No, it wasn't gradual. And it was more, and if it, the gradualness of it was maybe a couple days. Like yeah. maybe I had two on the first day, then I had like four on the second day, and then it was like, okay, I'd have the bottle like you got it. right away. Like, yeah. You got it. That was it. Yeah. That I mean, that was me, like two exactly the same. Like I'd be like, ooh, look, I'm moderating. I can have two drinks and be normal. Yep. And then like the third day and I'm like downing a bottle of wine. Um by that point I'd like cut out hard liquors for the most part. Oh, good for and you. And I just would drink wine. Oh, yeah, no. Like, cause, <laughs> I like, never got to that point. That's what moms do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I decided that was an okay uh, drink to have, but I would just drink wine. And uh, and for the most part. And then uh, I, d- I do have three kids. So after yeah. my third kid, Theo, um, that's really when I started to like try to stop oh. and realizing I could, like actually like, okay, this has become a big problem. Yeah. Um, try to stop and then not be able to. And so, um, it was just like one of those realizations where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have any control over this. Yeah. And I, I can't stop this. And then if I do stop, there's this like little weird addict part of my brain that's like, you're fine. Yeah. You can keep drinking. Yeah. Oh God, I hate that. I hate that voice. Yeah. And I'm like, so I had to learn early on to not early on, but like when I was trying to just be like, shut up, (laughs) I cannot drink. I can't do it. Um, yeah. And I had lots, lots of what you'd call like what people would call relapses Mm -hmm. where I'd quit and then relapse Mm -hmm. and quit. Yeah. And each time it got worse and worse. And at the end there were like a couple of really embarrassing moments 
Um, at the end, I remember one time on like Saturdays and Sundays, I'd just wake up and like take shots of whiskey. I told you I wasn't drinking any hard liquor. Yeah. But you know, on Saturdays and Sundays, it's different because it, it's I, not the week. I don't, I, I don't, don't work the next work. day. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I remember one Saturday I woke up and did that. And then, uh, some friends just like happened to come over that afternoon. and I was wasted oh. and I just kept being like, I'm just so sleepy. And I'm sure that they did not buy that at all oh yeah i know those yeah i've had those moments and too. Yeah. just like i can't even believe that i'm like here like this um but yeah it got it got to the point i wouldn't drive so i'd oh, made wow. the decision that i after drinking x amount i would not drive okay anywhere unless i was out of wine and i needed more and then I'd drive always. to the grocery store. <laughs> always, always, yeah. <laughs> why, no. why is that? Yeah. And then, um, and uh, and then I drive back. And uh, yeah, it was just yeah, it just got to that point where I just realized I couldn't stop. So. Okay. And so, how is it affecting your life? How is it affecting your family? How is it affecting work? So I Does had it- a really stressful. It wouldn't sound stressful if I described it to you, but I had a really stressful job. Okay. Um, and I ended up quitting that job. And I always wonder if, like, I hadn't been drinking, would it have been that stressful of a job? So yeah. I I don't know if it would have been, but I quit, and I ended up working at a toy store, which was really low stress mm-hmm. and extremely boring. Also not mm-hmm. great for drinking Mm-mm. because then you're just bored and you don't have anything to do. Yeah. And you're like, I could do whatever. Um, at that point in time, I had my third kid and then, um, and then I went back to kind of a weird series of events happened. I went back to school to get my master's so I could be a high school teacher. Mm -hmm. So my original degrees in ecology and field biology. Okay. And then I went back to school to be a high school teacher to get my master's certification, which is like halfway to a master's degree. Yeah. And then um, I got a job like two weeks after I started school Awesome. as a high school science teacher, which was great. Yeah. Awesome job. Also super stressful. So yes. during all of this, <laughs> I kept drinking, right? And I mm-hmm. managed to graduate, which is great, mm-hmm. great news. <laughs> um, I managed to keep my job, but it was awful. Mm. It was like I, I like school and I like teaching a lot, but I did not like that time in my life. Mm-hmm. I worked an hour away, so I would still wake up at like 5.30 in the morning, but I would drink all night until I passed out. Yeah. Like, I'd do my homework, drink all night, wake up in the morning, go teach school. How I did this is crazy. So now in therapy, we talk a lot about like how to slow down because I was in go for years. Yep. Like, just like, no, I'm doing everything. And my off switch, again, was drinking, mm-hmm. which isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, especially, yeah, no, not even especially, just isn't healthy, period. Well, I mean, yeah. And it sounds like like now drinking had actually become the way that you were coping. So your off switch and turning off, that's how you are coping. Right. And that's not coping. That's not coping. <clears throat> that's just like slowly killing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Which is... Yeah. Horrible. Oh, I just, oh, I, yeah. I don't like those two years of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were moments where I'd quit for like 
I quit once for 70 days. Wow. And my anniversary is where I started drinking again because we we're going to go away. Right. Yeah. And uh, I remember it's that we- that weird little, I call it my addict brain. Yeah. That, like weird little addict brain that starts talking to you like a week beforehand and like a week before my anniversary. Um, I like texted people and I was like, do you think I could have a glass of wine on my anniversary? And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you've gone whatever. Yeah. You've this done many that. days. Yeah. You like, can of do course you that. Can. Of course you could have a glass of wine. Yeah. How many glasses of I wine know. do you think I had? And the, a lot. And those, and you know, you, you think back to those questions that you had for people and you're like, couldn't you guys admit that I had a problem? Like, was everyone just not admitting that I had a problem? Like, right. I remember actually going to some people and being like, I think I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. And then being like, no, you're fine. Like you just, yeah. you just had a few, you just had oh. a little overboard. You're fine. And I was like, and I go back and I'm like, were you also in denial about it too? And I mean, I think it is like, they don't want you to be. Cause then what does that mean for them? Yeah. Like, can he or she not go out with us anymore? Are they not going to be able to come around? Like we want them here. Right. But you know, like, yeah. No, I think you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Because I remember like telling people and having the same conversations and being like, I think I'm drinking too much. And they're like, you're fine. You're just overindulged. And in hindsight, I'm like, but you didn't see me every night. Yeah. You didn't see me overindulged the night before that and the night before that. Yeah. And last weekend. But (laughs) my little attic brain was like, oh, no, no, believe them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were fine. You can drink. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. No. <laughs> um, at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want, so yeah. I went. What did I say? I went a couple a couple months without drinking, yeah. and, and then, then you started on your yeah anniversary oh yeah anniversary game. seven glasses of wine at least yeah and then that started and I want to say like two years of stopping and starting and it just like escalated to drinking like almost every night. Like yeah. I did, I did well if I didn't drink one night a week. And in that time period, I moved from Caldwell to Watauga high school teaching and, um, taught a new subject. And I blame lots of things on getting sober, but teaching at Watauga is one of the things I blame because I started realizing that like if I didn't stop drinking, I wouldn't be able to continue teaching, right? I was I was ready to quit my job, and it was a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, the kids at Watauga, great kids, mm-hmm. right? I love teaching at Watauga. Great science, like tons of support. Um, great science team over there, and uh, I was I was ready to quit. I was waking up every morning and throwing up. Um, Owen thought that I was definitely going to be quitting my job, and. Uh, it was just, it was kind of like a, I live in this community. I, I see these people out. Yep. I know these families yep. and it put a lot of things in perspective um, for me through all this. I have to give a shout out to my husband. Um, he just loved me and he told me that I was worthy and he told me that I was great and that I was a good person regardless of if I was drinking or not. Wow. And that was really what I needed. I don't know if that's what everybody needs. Yeah, but that uh, that level of unconditional love of yeah. just like pursuant, like I'm here. Yeah. You know? yeah. He's like, I love you. That's solid. And it was really, that was really um, what I needed. That's solid. And um, I'm really thankful that he was there for me 
and I don't, you know, never going to be able to pay that back because, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess by being sober a yeah. little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was really cool. So that was that was one of the things um, was transferring to a community that working in a community that I lived in mm-hmm. was really helpful to helping me realize I needed to become sober and stay sober. Yeah. So, um, and then obviously my kids are another reason that I got sober. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to be there for them, but I still felt like I needed an off switch and I still felt like I needed this moment to like be able to be like, I'm not available. And what I didn't understand from either childhood growing up in the eighties, nineties or whatever is that I could just say that. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That was my thing. Yeah. I didn't know that I could just be like, I just need to go take a break for a second. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I was ever allowed to. Yeah. Me neither. Ever. Yeah. Never. And I was just like, and it's so amazing to just be like, Hey bud, I'm having a terrible night Yeah. and I just need to go lay down for like an hour. Or my, my thing is I'm like, I just need to go for a walk. Yeah. Like I just need to go for a walk. And then, and I mean, when I walk, I like power walk. I'm like 13 and a half minute miles. Like yeah. I'm like, but it's like getting it all out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. So, so how did you, then you get sober? So now you're teaching at high school. You're realizing yeah. I got to do this. Then what was the final thing? Like what got you there or wherever? Um, goodness. What did, I don't really, I don't even know. I knew for like for those two years since I first got that I had like a serious problem, but I kept coming back to it. Um, and what did I just wake up one day and decide I wanted to be sober and it stuck? I'm not really sure. Give me a second and I'll think of it. Yeah. No, I just like started following a bunch of people on Instagram. I'm not even kidding. Okay. I okay. Great. I did I did go to an all addictions meeting. Okay. And it terrified the shit out of me. Yeah. I they were like a hundred meetings in a hundred days and I left that meeting and bought a box of wine and um drank most of it. I was like, No, I can't do that. That's not me. I'm yeah. not these people. Yeah. Um, which is terrible terribly judgmental of me because they're by the grace of God. I mean, like, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. But like before it actually stuck and, um, I went to meetings before, before I got my DUI that I just like went in at one point and I was like, okay, this I'm out of here. Like, this is not for me. And then I don't know what changed. I mean, besides just getting my DUI and realizing like, I just have to do this now. Um, but I think walking in then to those meetings, I was like, okay, I got to do this. Like, or I'm going to get another DUI. Like, I, like that was my option. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's not going to get any better than this. So I just got to do this. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, and then I was like committed, but uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't, I, I'm sensing a kind of a similar thing with you. Like, yeah. yeah that once you suddenly were committing, it was like you suddenly went in. Yeah. And yeah. I am like, a lot of people are like, oh, don't do the all or nothing thing. And I'm like, I am kind of that person. And I don't, I know that doesn't work for everybody. Um, but I got sober for like three weeks and then we had a snow day <laughs> and then I drank for like three days and the, it was a big snow. <laughs> and then, and then I woke up and I was like, I cannot do this. And I, um, pre prior to that, I see a therapist once a week. I told my therapist, I was like, I have a drinking problem. 
and that's really what's going on. Because I, before that, been like I'm super depressed, I'm yeah. super anxious all the time, blah 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 blah, awesome. and um, I told her that I had a drinking problem. Ooh, wait, wait, I remember. Hang on, rewind. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I was going through this where I was talking to my therapist and Owen, and Owen was thinking I was going to quit my job, and I was still drinking pretty heavily prior to me being like, I have to stop. Yeah. Like, this is not an option anymore. And uh, I remember going to, my best friend lives in Alaska, California, Arizona. She's all over the place. And I remember going to her mom's house because she was visiting Boone and being like, I'm so anxious all the time. I just think, and I honestly thought she was going to tell me, maybe you shouldn't do teaching. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do something else. And she's like, you should quit drinking. She did not live in North Carolina. This was the first person that was like, maybe you should quit drinking. And she was like, look, when I drink a beer, I get really anxious. And I wonder if that's what's going on with you. And for some reason, this person that I've known since I was like, I don't know, 14, saying that to me, like that was the turning point. And that next week I told my therapist, I have a drinking problem. That's awesome. And then, and then I went like three weeks, relapsed. And then December 14th, I was like, this is, I got to, I got to quit. 2016. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. So right before the holidays, yeah. you were just like, oh. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Why not? If I can make it through the holidays sober, I can make it through anything sober. Yeah. And we made it through a pandemic sober. Yeah. And lockdown sober. Yep. So we were doing great. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, that's really why I started this was during lockdown. Was yeah. reading all the articles about addiction going up and people and then hearing stories from back in my home group of people who were like falling off. And it was just like, we, I got to be able to do something more. Like there's got to be something more I can give out there besides just sitting here in my house, like not being able to do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, which is really that continued to this like that's yeah. from that thought I got this idea of this, this podcast. Is awesome. Yeah. And it just was like, you know, I know how much I love stories and I love listening to people's stories. And I was just like, hopefully other people want to hear other people's stories and yeah. that those people can connect with them or know people that could connect with them and just like share them. And um yeah, so that's kind of incredible. So you you really like kind of white knuckled it and yeah. just were doing it with Instagram and yep. inspirational stuff. And were yep. you reading anything? Yeah. Okay. I read We Are the Luckiest. And you have and you had a therapist who is mm-hmm. who is walking you through, yes. like helping you with sobriety. And she is she is an addiction therapist as well as just my regular therapist. So awesome. which is awesome. Yeah. It was great. When I had my relapse, we talked about it. Yeah. And what I could do different next time. And then what I could take away from it instead of just being like, oh, I'm yeah. the worst. I'm just going to keep drinking forever. Yeah. Um, I can't do this, um, which is usually what would happen And um, until that point. And then, yeah, I followed a bunch of people on Instagram and would reach out to them, which was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. There's a huge sober community on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I went, which was great. And I know lots of people that are in AA and yeah. th- that works for them. And that's great. Yeah. Um, but there's exactly. a lot of different ways to like get and stay sober. Yeah. So, and I did read, I read a lot. Um, I really love knowing the science behind a lot of things. And so I read a lot of um, scientific articles on alcohol and brain function yeah. and depression and anxiety yeah. and the like loop that it causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really 
that was really good for me. And anytime I would be like, oh, maybe I could drink, I would like pull up one of those articles. Or I would look back, and this is super vain, I would look back at pictures of myself and like take a selfie of myself then and be like, look at how much more filled with life I am. Mm. Look at how much more I'm enjoying everything. I remember walking out like one of the first, I mean, I know it was in the middle of the December. I used to just like on like nicer days, go out barefoot. And like, I felt like I could like feel the earth Mm -hmm. and I'm telling like, and I know that sounds crazy, Mm -hmm. but like that I could actually like feel Mm -hmm. connected to everything. And Mm -hmm. I felt more alive and I still do than I had ever felt. And it was just wonderful. Like I can, I can enjoy things now more than I've ever enjoyed them before. I had enjoyable experiences before, but like now I like feel like I've fully embraced them and get them. And I still have to take moments in my brain where I'm like, slow down and take this in because it's just beautiful, you know, especially with my kids. Mm -hmm. My youngest is now eight. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, it goes really fast. Let's just like soak this in or like, my middle son telling me something about video games or his day at school. And I'm like trying to do the dishes and I'm like, stop. I'm just going to turn around and listen because yeah. you know, it goes really fast. Yeah. Just moments like that, that are really just something I can enjoy where the moments might've happened if I was drinking, but I would definitely wouldn't be enjoying them. And, or even aware or even aware that they were happening. Yeah. And my day when I was drinking was filled with just thoughts of how I was going to drink that night. Mm-hmm. If I was going to go out with friends or if we were going to go do something or if I was going to make some like mulled wine, which would be really exciting. And people who make mulled wine don't have a drinking problem. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I would like make these like cool things or yeah. I'd just be like, ooh, we could do this. I, you know, my head was like fuller of that nonsense. Yeah. And now I have more space to like take in these really cool moments that happen with my family and and at school and on a run or whatever. It's just really nice to like be present. So it sounds like that's why you're sober. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely, just being that's, able to like yeah feel alive instead of just being alive. There's a difference. Feeling alive rather than being alive. Yeah. 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 There is a big difference. Yeah. You know, it's like between being selfish and being self-centered. Yeah. I'm like, it's really good to be self-centered. Like to center yourself, to be aware of all of your surrounding and yeah. people, that's really good. Being selfish, that's terrible. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know? Absolutely. And that's the thing I think about with with my own recovery is is moving from being selfish into being self-centered. Yeah. And being like okay, I need to take care of myself so then I can take care of other people and I can interact with other people because I've cared for myself. Right. And I'm okay. Exactly. I am definitely a, like, all or nothing person also. I think most addicts are. But, like, um, you know, I uh, had... uh, I had a brain hemorrhage a couple years ago and learned I had this rare brain disease and then had to have two brain surgeries. And, um, And... they were like, no more coffee, which, you know, for an, for an, a sober addict is like, we're going to take all of the blood out of your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay, no, no more coffee and no more, you know, but I was sitting there thinking like, I mean, at that point I was only like four and a half years sober, but I was like, thank, thank God I'm sober and going through this experience. Yeah. And, and so when my, when my doctor was like, no more coffee, I was just like, okay, like, okay, you tell me that, then that's fine. Got yeah. it. Nothing. 
I can do that. Like no caffeine at all. Done. Total. It's out. Yeah. 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 So I get that. I, I get that. And I, I think I probably had a similar thing when I was going to meetings of just like, once I walked in, I was just like, okay, this is over now. Like now it's yeah. done. Yeah. So this is it. Yeah. No going back. And anytime my brain's like, Ooh, I'm like, no. Mm-mm. And it's either playing it forward and being like, I know exactly where this leads. Playing the record. Yep. Playing, just turn the record on and yep. watch it and go, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Yep. It's not going to be any different. Yeah. And I like who I am now, which is really nice. Like if you talked to me four years ago, I did not like who I was. Even though, you know, my husband was like, oh, you're a great person. Yeah. And I love you and you're great and you're an awesome mom. I didn't like myself and I really like he myself He sounds like now. an eternal optimist. Hey, that's so funny. Because <laughs> it's not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> but with you, it our was joke, true. Our joke, our joke is that his blood type is B positive. <laughs> I'm like, it's just coursing through your veins, Owen. B positive. But he was always positive with me. Oh. I think that he always just knew that I would do what I needed to do. Yeah. To be who I needed to be. What a gift. Yeah. Which I mean, nice. what a gift. Like. You, I mean, especially even with your therapist and how great it was that you were seeing them and then you yeah. finally were honest and, yeah. you know, finally just like, hey, this is what's going on. And they were yeah. like, okay, now I can clicking. figure it out. Now we can do this. Now we can actually like. And I bet in her yeah. brain she's going, I, I told you so. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I knew it, but yeah. she didn't say that to me, thank goodness, because yeah. I'd have been like, oh, what? Yeah. So, and then that friend from, that's still a great friend of mine. Yeah. I did also manage after having that. Um, talk with my therapist to call all of my very good friends and be oh, like, good. Hey, yeah. I'm an alcoholic yeah. and I'm trying to quit and I need uh, accountability and support yeah. and I need you to check on me, which good. is amazing. And they do. Yeah. Um, and they still do. And that's awesome. And, and you know how like people gravitate, like we were talking about earlier where like you kind of surround yourselves with people that are drinking like you're drinking Yeah. and then you're not drinking and like you surround yourselves, like a lot of my friends who still drink um, will like, not drink or drink one and not in an awkward way. Yeah. Just in a really wonderful supportive way. Yeah. And it's just really nice. So to have those people in my life that are just awesomely supportive all around. It's all about community. Yeah. It it really really is. is. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and when we're, when we're in our addictions, we are isolating. Yes. Even with, even when there are a hundred people around, you're still isolating. Yeah. And now, and it's all like, okay, yeah, this, this all makes sense. Right. Like, I'm so glad I finally figured this out. I wish I'd figured it out a long time ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. Like I thought I was being social and like, that's one of the other things is just like, um, alcohol lies to you. Like it just like alcohol, the drug lies to you and then yeah. alcohol companies lie to you Yeah. just by being like, no, you need this yeah. to be social and talkative and, um, I can't remember who I was talking to and they were like, Oh, I think I'm going to quit, but I'm, I'm worried about going out and I'm worried about this. And I'm like, I, I still dance on tables. Like <laughs> I, yeah. am, I am still me. I am still talkative without yeah. al- alcohol. Hey, for my anniversary, we went to the panic at the disco concert down yes. in, in Raleigh. I think it was, and, um, had VIP tickets. So the VIP bar was right there. I don't, yeah. I had the best time. Yeah. I didn't like, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter, and yeah. that's the so that's what's so great, right? And then you remember all of it, and then you don't have to oh my gosh, call the, people the we next had the day. Most amazing time, yeah. And, and be like, what did I do? And I'm very grateful because my husband doesn't drink, and that's yeah. just his choice. Like he chose that before we got together, and yeah. I'm just like, you know, he 
not an addict. Not yep. He just was like, I just don't want it anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, that is really good for you. I'm glad you were able to make that decision. <laughs> yes. Because I good wasn't. You. <laughs> it took a lot of yeah. convincing. <laughs> so, but, you know, I mean, but going through a pandemic with a partner who doesn't drink is like so much easier. Yeah. When you're in lockdown. Yeah. Than somebody who probably could, does, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. So. Yeah, a lot. We bought two fridges. I mean, like I bought a mini fridge for yeah. my husband because he still drinks. And I'm just like, you keep all your stuff yeah. down here. Yeah. And then occasionally it'll dawn on people when I'm like, what? I can't even remember what the scenario was. And I was like, well, somebody left a bottle of vodka in the garage and it's on this shelf. And there's also one under the desk. Yeah. Because like my husband has D&D. I leave. Yeah. And whatever. They'll bring over alcohol. I'm yeah. not there. It's not a big deal for me. And uh, and Owen just kind of like looks at me and I'm like, I'm an alcoholic. Like, I don't think you understand how my brain works. Yeah. It's not a. Not a normal brain. It's not a normal brain. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, so, I wish it was a normal brain, but I, I'm also really glad to be sober. So maybe I don't wish it was a normal brain. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with my brain. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, Kath, Kath I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. Yeah. This was so cool. Thanks. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. It was, great. it was great talking to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Katie's story as much as I loved and thoroughly enjoyed having her here and uh, getting to be a part of listening to her story. Um, I, I mean, it was just so great. And I am so grateful to have this new friend in my life. So... Katie, she was awesome. Next week, we have my friend Allison. Yes, this is Allison, the person who I met in my first meeting and who has meant so much to me and um, whose wedding I got to go to and be a part of. And uh, yeah, she's just such a dear friend. And so I can't wait for her to come on and share her story. So until next week, um, as always, if you are a sober addict and want to come on and tell your story, please get in touch with me, guys. My email is sam at whyareyousober.org and my website is whyareyousober.org. You can also find me on the socials like Facebook and Instagram. And until next week, I'm wishing you all a whole lot of peace, love, and joy. Blessings. Blessings.